Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Synergy, the Commander Show. I'm Henry. And I'm Manson. In this episode, again, we are talking about some cards for from Phyrexia All Will Be One. Um, kind of a part two of the last episode we released. And I'm super excited for this episode. We have more great cards to share with you guys um, and to break down. And yeah, so... Without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, Anson picked out the first card, so okay. what does it say? So, uh, the first card that we're going to be talking about today is Elishnorn, Mother of Machines. So it's a white and four for 4-7 Vigilance, Phyrexian Praetor, legendary creature. And it says, if a permanent enters the entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control, that ability triggers an additional time. Uh, similar to Yarok, the Desecrated, a popular three-color commander, green, blue, black, um... Doubles enter triggers, works with landfall, cards that just have value when other things enter, um, just the card itself entering, so very, very powerful effect. And the second ability says, permanents entering the battlefield don't cause abilities of permanents your opponents control the trigger. So their things like landfall, ETB triggers, they're just not going to be happening. It's yeah. a massive shutoff. As you know, all the Praetors have one thing that affects you well, and the, pretty much the opposite of that affects your opponent. So, the uh, Praetors have been very powerful. They printed two of each of the five Praetors. I'd say the Elish Norns. Wasn't the Vornclex a... Vornclex is a yeah. green Praetor. Um, the red one, Urabrask, was in New Capenna. And then the uh, blue one was just recently in Kamigawa. And the black one, Sheldred, was just in Dominaria United. So... This is the final of the second kind of round of him. Again, super powerful. One of the better. So, you know, just play your ETB triggers. You can guide this a lot of ways. Mono White Landfall. I actually have a Mono White Landfall deck. It's super funny. Play this in this. <laughs> yeah, um, really, really good card. ETBs doing a lot of things. E to, easy to cast your rock. That's also makes their dog side extortionist a $74 one, two yeah. for two. So um, definitely powerhouse. Anything else to say? Um, not really. Just to restate what Anthony said. All those abilities that your opponents have on their creatures and cards, it's like, now they don't exist. Yeah. So, like, we, we talked about this in the uh, other episode of, like, you know, cards like Doxa Extortionist. They are around because of their ATV trigger. Yeah. They are $74, $80 because of their ATV trigger. Not because, because then they're just, like, a 2-1. One. 1-2, one, yeah, for or two. Or a 1-2, yeah, for 2. So... When you can get rid of all those really good cards, for usually that are low mana, that the only reason they're playing them is because of their ATB triggers or, or because their abilities, those big cards now, like, are common. <laughs> like, they're not... Yeah, happy. exactly. It's crazy what this card can do. Um, yeah, so very, very powerful. Yeah, so... so next card. Um, next card, do you want to read it off? Uh, sure. Yeah. So it's Icker Moon Gauntlet. It's a blue and two for an artifact, and it has kind of, like, three abilities. So it says... Planeswalkers you control have zero proliferate, so zero loyalty counters to do that effect, and minus 12 loyalty counters to take an extra turn after this one. So, obviously, super friends. And the other effect is whenever you cast a non-creature spell, she's a counter on target target permanent. Put an additional counter of that kind on that permanent. So, bad proliferate. So, what else? Uh, obviously, like Anson said, this is great in super friends. Um, yeah. Obviously, 12 loyalty counters... Well, that's kind of hard to get to, yeah, but it might win you the game <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's kind um, of crazy. Um, but to get to that 12 loyalty counters, um, uh, War of the Spark Planeswalkers, yes, Kiora, three drop that enters with seven 
most of the War of the Spark planeswalkers that are uncommons don't have pluses. So zero proliferate really helps. And yeah. they're pretty good at actually getting to 12 loyalty because they start with a lot. Cards. So cards that don't have plus loyalty counters abilities are really good because then the zero for proliferate, um, it actually makes the planeswalker last a little longer. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah. It is an artifact, so, you know, it, it, there are some artifact removal, but not yeah. not as, I feel like not as much as, like, creature and enchantment removal. And there's a five-drop enchantment in blue, too, that says when you cast a spell, proliferate. So, the second effect is a downgrade of that, because it's non-creature and only one thing, but still yeah. good. And then, kind of just, like, to point out, when you proliferate, it's not just on that planeswalker. If you have other planeswalker counters, experience counters, plus one, plus one counters, the proliferate, it's going to make every one of those bigger. So that zero proliferate might actually be a super big deal in like a Traxa or something yeah. where you're kind of going everywhere with counters and really do want to proliferate a lot. And now I do want to talk about the second ability. Planeswalkers aren't creatures. So yes. if you cast uh, another creature spell ability, uh, put a counter on target permanent, you're probably going to put it on another planeswalker. Um, yeah, it's definitely usually, planeswalkers. Um, because then that will boost for that minus 12. Um, so it's really... a planeswalker oriented card very 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 good in super friends yeah um but yeah that's just to close that card out next card all right so the next card we have is mon drac glory uh glory dominus and it is two colorless and two white for legendary creature phyrexian whore and it's four four and it reads if you have one or more tokens or sorry let me say that again if one or more tokens would be created under your control, twice that many of those tokens are created instead, then it has another ability for one and two Frexian mana, two white Frexian mana. Frexian mana can be paid with either a um, of that color, so in this case, white or two life. So you could be paying one and four life or two white and a colorless for a sacrifice, two other artifacts and or creatures put an indestructible counter. On this card obviously tokens you create lots of tokens obviously cards that say like put x amount of tokens on the battlefield you know you get lots and lots of tokens yeah um you know if it's like cards that say like oh put one one knights onto the battlefield uh like five one one knights onto the battlefield you're making 10 and uh you, you with the ability you're probably sacking the tokens yeah creatures to then put indestructible yeah and if you play this as your commander then you have indestructible commander that's really, really good. Yes. Putting Indestructible in your commander, they're probably, your deck is built around it, so they're probably trying to store, destroy it for the most part. Um, so putting Indestructible on it really, really, really helps. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, tokens get lots and lots and lots and lots of tokens. And, you know, that it also counts for treasure tokens. Yeah, all of them. All Treasure tokens, you know, food tokens. It's, this isn't just creature tokens. You can... You, and treasure tokens are artifacts. You could sack a treasure token yeah. to put indestructible. You know, whatever. But um, I think this card is really good. I think it's probably going to say a good amount of play in Commander, um, as a Commander, as like a token-oriented Commander. But what are your thoughts on it? Anointed Procession is my thoughts on it. Uh, it does the exact same thing as the first effect. That is a $40 card, probably one of the best cards in token stacks. This is uh, on top of a creature. You get indestructible. This should be one of the most played white cards in the uh, probably in the last year. Not one of the best in the it year. It is very good. <laughs> it's broken. Played in every token deck that you ever play, no matter what the build. It's insane. Do this every like you get this out, and you're just gonna win. Like pretty much. There's yeah. 
if it or play it as your commander yeah just play it as your commander and you're gonna win so many games unless they yeah. immediately kill it so it's really broken if you're playing this you're probably like lucky and you pulled it or you spent a lot of money on it so yeah, yeah. it's really 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 good and it's probably gonna be like 40 dollars too hopefully um yeah okay next card so our next card that we have is Skrelv's Hive. Uh, so it's a Y and one enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life and create a one-one colorless Phyrexian might artifact creature token with toxic one, and this creature can't block. And then it also said corrupted. So if your opponent has three or more poison counters, they're corrupted. As long as an opponent has three or more poison counters, creatures you control with toxic have lifelink. That that's good. Um... So um, Blitter Blossom. That is a, yeah. another thirty-dollar card. Really, really strong. Uh, loves tokens decks, loves sacrifice decks, loves dealing combat damage decks, loves flying decks. This loves tokens decks, loves sacrifices de- sacrifice decks. So, not as good as Splitter Blossom, but a very, 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 very close. Very good card that you should play. Um, yeah, it's pretty much bad Blitter Blossom, and it's probably not actually going to be that much. It's probably going to be like, I guess, five bucks or less. So, Probably pick this up if you uh, like making a lot of tokens and sacrificing them and doing good things. I do want to say, uh, you do lose a life, um, yeah. but that's probably going to get gained back from those tokens having lifelink. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, you're going to... So it's basically... The, the one life doesn't matter that much because you're probably going to get uh, those, the, a lot of life back and maybe even get more life. Yeah. Um, hopefully. So I, I think it's a really good card. Yeah, and, also... Uh, Blitter Blossom uses you, loses you life. Super powerful called card anyway. Phyrexian Arena used to be really good. Also in the set, actually. Yeah. But not as good anyway. But still loses you life. Shocklands, Fetchers Lands. It loses you life. But, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Hopefully you get to gain it back. Yeah. Next card. Okay, so our next card is Kemba. Kemba, Ka, uh, Ka Endurin. Um, it is one colorless and a white for legendary creature Cat Cleric. Um, and it is a 2 2. Uh, it reads whenever this card or another cat enters the battlefield under your control, uh, attach up to one target equipment you control to that creature. Equip, uh, equipped creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And it has another ability for three and two white. Create uh, a 2 2 white cat creature token. Um, so, my first thought when I see this card is cat equipment tribal. Cat tribal and uh, equipment. And you play run a lot of equipments, run a lot of cats, um, a lot of ETB triggers. Uh, so basically, when this commander comes out, or another cat, so you get you just play the equipments first. This would be my strategy with this deck: play the equipments first, then um, enter either your commander or another cat, and then you automatically get to equip the equipment to the. Cat you or have commander. To, yeah, you have to play your commander first because if yes. it's in the command zone, another cat won't trigger it. Yeah. Um, so you want a lot of cats with a lot of equipments. So then they're all getting boosted one ones. And I don't think the the five mana that that just seems like too much mana for me. Yeah. To be honest, like you're not going to use that that often. Just five mana for a two two white cat creature. Obviously, they make it more because it's on a creature. But I feel like maybe if that was like three mana. No. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah. I think it's five minutes too much, so I wouldn't recommend um, activating the ability at the bottom. What are your thoughts on it? Um, Arden uh, is just better than this in like eight hundred million different ways. So at combat, you can attach any number of ores or equipments to target creature. 
So vibes, Colossus Not Hammer. Just cats, this yeah. is this is Colossus Hammer vibes. Turn one, Colossus Hammer. Turn two, Kemba. Very good. You're you're playing Arden, limited to one color on a cat reliant limited thing. Limited to cats. Yeah, and then if you par- partner it with Rograt, because Arden has partner, you're getting more colors, more value, more things. It, it's just bad, uh, Arden. But, but if you it, really, really, really still... like cats, and you want to play cat travel, I, I I know there are better decks, Anson, but but I I I still think. It, it you could make something work with it. I I don't know. It, it could work. It's just like why would you play this when you can play a thirty seven uncommon that does everything better? Makes sense. I agree with you. Also, it's limited to cats anyway. So like yeah, but I'm saying if you want to play cat travel, okay. play cat travel. <laughs> but then why are you playing this? As your commander for cat travel. All right. Anything else you want to say? Yeah. So, um, this is a commander that takes very very many things to actually work. You have so to go through a lot of loopholes. Y- you need to have your commander in play. You need to have cats in hand and equipment on field. And if you're playing a deck, on average, you have like you have like 63 non-land cards. I'm working I'm gonna say 60 for now. You got 10 draw, 10 removal, and 10 ramp. That's like a little higher and lower than you So you have then you have your commander so you have 39 lands, let's say, in this. This is a little high, but not... It's by maybe one or two lands. So then, you have, you have left 30 cards for your theme. Yeah. This has two themes. You have to have cats in hand, right? And equipment on board. So now you have 15 cats, 15 equipment. Each game, you sit down and you look at your starting hand. And you, if you go completely on average, you see, like, one cat, one equipment. So you look at your hand and you go, like, okay, I have three lands, a uh, draw, a ramp, and a cat and equipment. Okay, so I play a land turn one, and let's say this is, like, Amazing hand. Colossus Hammer turn one. One man equipment, equipped creature gets plus 10, plus 10. High equipment cost. Turn two, you play Kemba. Equip it. Okay. Now, every turn, your opponent's chump blocking Kemba with like some random bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, next turn, you're like, okay, so now I'll play my trample equipment, which is not yet able to be equipped to Kemba because that's just, you need an equipment cost. Okay, so you go to turn four. You have just Kemba. Two equipment, one's not equipped. You equip to Kemba. Okay, so Kemba now has a big fat thing in it. It's a big fat thing, and it has trample. And then they kill it. Cool. And now I've gotten nowhere in um four turns. Yeah. Yeah, I already I, lost. I I completely understand what you're saying. And it, looking at this card deeper and deeper, more and more, I start to realize like, wow, you have to jump through so many loopholes. There are so many things that you have to have happen completely right. You have to have equipment on the field. You have to have cats in your hand. You have to draw enough cats you have to draw enough equipment yeah and there's just not room for that to happen and it's so, also mono white <laughs> it's also mono white so you can't really do much <laughs> because it's, it's only yeah, white it's only white. um yeah so you know initially looking at this card i thought like oh, maybe but but now that i'm saying i'm like well it there's just so many things that you have to do to make it work there's too much to do with not enough time yes it's, it's, yeah it looks good in the beginning but yeah. anyway um okay yeah so <clears throat> next card. What? I think this is yours, right? Actually, the next card is first, a land. First land in this, this yeah. two-part episode. Yeah, Exciting. so it's the Seed Core. So it is a land, a new type of land. It's called Spheres. There's like one Sphere Tribal thing, so not really relevant. It has Tap for a Colorless. So, Always great. You I, I guess, yeah, yeah you can actually tap for mana, no way. And then um, tap, add one mana of any color. Spend this mana only to cast Phyrexian creature spells. Obviously, you're going to be playing a lot of yeah. Phyrexian You, you might be playing some Phyrexian things. Then it starts having for anything on the land. Very powerful, as yeah. we know. Especially and if your commander's a Phyrexian. Then yeah. It's, then, then it's like... Yeah, then you're then you're definitely getting somewhere. Yeah. It's it, when, when your commander is a... Uh, 
Phyrexian, it kind of works a little bit like Command Tower yeah. in a sense because yeah. you're getting most of your mana that you need. Yeah, and bad Command Tower is still really good. And then its yeah. final ability, why I really like this, is Corrupted. So if your opponent has three or more poison counters. So target 1-1 one, one gets plus 2, plus 1 until end of turn. Activate only if an opponent has three or more poison counters. So I actually think this is like super useful. It's a combat trick on a land. Yep. So if you have, I don't, I don't know how often you'd use this, but I like just from looking at this, it seems like. Maybe you have a land or elves up as a blocker. That's yep. like my just go to one one. Um, it it kind of makes them not want to attack with things with toughness three or less at you, even though you only have an land or elves and one land up. So it's like, oh well, say they 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 were wanting originally to swing at you. Oh, like with the two three. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, that's the ramp. That's the land or elves. We're fine. Yeah, you either kill the land or elves or you get two damage. It's like, well, no. Now you just attack yeah, in response it's to them attacking yeah. and you get a three two. And it kills their creature. Exactly. And then good against small stuff. I think that it's the little stuff in matter that matters sometimes. Exactly. And this this really helps with that. And then also just that, and then let's say nobody swings at you because of this. Then you have two mana up, right? Yeah. At the end, and then you can do a thing. So if your commanders are Phyrexian, let's say you're playing, like, if your commanders are Phyrexian and you're playing two or three colors, this seems amazing, yeah. especially if you're running a large amount of one ones. But get into higher color combinations or higher um, amounts of colors. And it's not as good. But I, I think this is kind of a cool trick that might surprise your table. Um, and I think it's pretty fun, cool, new card. Yeah, it, it's like, again, like I mentioned in the last episode, when magic adds new features, new, um, you know, new things, new creature types, whatever it is, it just brings something fresh yeah. into playing. And you just really get to try stuff out. You get to try building a new deck, you know, if it's a yeah. creature, creature type, like, oh, let's try build, build whatever, like, cow tribal if it has yeah, cows yeah. or something do something just crazy fun. And, it, and it just brings a lot more like um excitement and you know fresh yes. new beginning to magic and yeah um it really gives the veterans like more to explore yeah and people have been playing since 2003 a little more to like you know um go out um and try out which i i think is really cool yes anyway so Yo, next uh, card next card would you like to read it all? uh sure so the next card is Staff of Completion. So it's a three-colorless artifact. It has uh, five effects. So first one, tap. Pay one life, destroy target permanent you own. So kind of like a sack outlet. Yeah. Uh, tap it. Very good. Pay two life, add one mana of any color. So ramp. Tap it, pay three life, proliferate. And tap it, pay four life, draw a card. And its final effect is pay five to untap Staff of Completion. Stack. So it's kind of interesting. It loses you a lot of life, um, yeah. as you can see. So, uh, what else? What, what um, do you do with this? I I like the sack outlet if you're playing a sacrifice deck. Um, just the pay one to short target creature. You know, it's it's really nice. And then the ramp. I don't know. Two mana. It's basically an equivalent to a Phyrexian mana. Basically, it's in a sense. Like yeah. You're paying two life to then add a mana. Yeah. So it's basically Phyrexian mana. Yeah. I, I think it's it's interesting. Some, yeah, for me, pay for life to draw a card. It's like the draw a card for me is kind of like a worse black market connections in a sense. Yeah, I don't I know. think I don't think there's a good enough though to be compared to black market connections. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is like it's a mythic and pay for life to draw a card I think is too much for me. Yeah. It's it's not it's not getting you value. It's too much life to draw a card. You know, you have cards out there like black market connections and um it's just not I, I don't think this card it's just too much life. Yeah. And then to five whole mana to untap it. Yeah. It's just just like overloading you with 
losing you too much life and then spending too much mana to untap it when there are other cards out there that are like two mana to untap permanent yeah like it just doesn't make sense to me i think they they overrated this card of putting it as a mythic that's just my opinion i think you're probably playing this not for one special effect mainly for the flexibility so so there's this um white black commander that cares about stuff dying with counters so that's probably the deck that this i feel like would actually run in because you have the sack outlet you have the proliferate for counters you can ramp if you want to and you can draw cards but i i would not put this in a deck that's like oh i'm playing a sack deck let's yeah. play this card just for the sacrifice yeah you, you need- like that's not there are other there are better sack outlet stuff yeah you you need to get more than just oh i'm playing a sack deck i can sack one thing a turn and paying life it like, has to be a deck that has like that you're going to use multiple of them that actually help the deck yeah so not just act oh this is a sack deck oh i'll i'll pay two life to add one mana just because i can no it has to be these abilities actually affect the deck and synergize with the deck yeah more than just oh i'm adding one mana oh i'm just drawing a card yeah and maybe a pay life deck you could do this yeah. uh work this into but Overall, kind of not a great card. It's similar to Staff of Domination, except just extremely worse. Yeah. So, next card. Next card. I think this is your pick, right? Yes. So. <coughs> dies. Catch one. Dies. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this guy's kind of. Um, yes, you. Okay. Next card. Glissa Sunflare. So, green, black, and one for a 3-3 Phyrexian Zombie Elf. Has first strike and death touch, a very potent combo. Yes. And when it deals combat damage to a player, you choose one. You can draw a card and lose a life, destroy an enchantment, or remove three counters from target permanent. I'm just going to mention the card that we just talked about is four life to draw a card. Yeah, so let's if this connects every turn, it's pretty much Phyrexian Arena. Yep. (laughs) At worst. We're talking about later, right? Oh wait, no, sorry, not that's not Phyrexian Arena. Never mind, never mind. So, out, so if it connects every turn, it's pretty much a Phyrexian Arena. That's its worst possible. Yeah. Um, then it, you can like kill like their aura shards, big, impactful enchantments, things like that. Also, if they're playing a counter deck or a planeswalker deck, bang, final ability works. Yeah. So, to me, this is that three drop that you're like, this is gonna do something in every game. I'm gonna either draw cards, blow stuff up mess with their strategy on a well um well built creature yeah like a well built first strike death touch is very potent because you hit before they do and you kill it immediately so it's a really like it's good for blocking it's good for attacking drawing cards killing stuff it fits every sort of sense that you kind of need this to feel good with and it's kind of like oh yeah yeah that also does that oh oh yeah that's also gonna do this It, it it checks every X off everything. And I do want to mention, there's not a lot of enchantment removal in black. This is black-green, yeah. but um, it is helpful if you're playing, like, maybe a majority of black cards. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it there there's, like, what? Feed the Swarm? What yeah, else? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's pretty much Feed the Swarm. That's why Feed the Swarm was a big deal. Yeah. So, it's... I think this is a pretty cool card that might not actually see that much play. People are like, oh, but it has to connect. But to me, this is a really flexible, powerful card yeah. that that should definitely see some play in black green decks. Anything else to say? Uh, no, I think I think you got it all. Okay, uh, next card. Next card, yeah. So our next card 
Uh, this card is really, 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 really good. Um, I Anson was gonna pick this, and then he didn't because he was like, "Oh, there are a lot of cards similar to this." Um, and I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll just pick it and talk about it." So it's Conduit um, of Worlds, and it is two green and two for an artifact. And uh, straight off the bat, it says you may play lands from your graveyards. Very powerful. That that's that's very very good. Yeah, like that that's insane. Then its next ability is choose targeted permanent card in your graveyard. If you haven't cast a spell this turn, you may cast that card. If you do, you can't cast additional spells this turn. Activate only as a sorcery. Um. So first off the bat, uh, you can play lands from your graveyard. Yeah, that. It's been seen before on many cards, but many, many, but that's great. <laughs> to this day, this is still good. Play fetch lands back, landfall. You play fetch lands again. Yeah, it's very. I good. mean, like straight off the bat, it, it's that that's really yeah. good. Next turn, play fetch land. Next turn, you play another fetch land. Um, yeah, exactly. You can then also just get cards and play them like a big bomb. Let's say you have a bomb in your graveyard. Yeah, just pick it up and play. Boom. Yeah, that you've already used. Basically using it twice. Bomb's coming back, baby. I, I know it's like, oh, well, yeah, but then I can't cast any other stuff, so that's the only thing I'm going to be able to do. Well, if you get a giant bomb and you play it again, that's probably all you're going to do either way. Exactly, you only yeah. Have six mana. Yeah, so if you're like, tapping out, you're just like, yeah, it doesn't if, matter. if you're tapping out, it doesn't matter. That's all you're going to play either way. Yeah. So this, this card is, we've seen other cards similar to it, but I'm I'm really glad they added it. It's it's really 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 good. Yeah. Um, and any final thoughts on it? Yeah. It also works really well with instants because you can play a thing yep. from your graveyard, keep mana up, and do stuff on your opponent's turn still. Yeah. But yeah, uh, definitely like um, playing a bomb back from your graveyard is super strong. But it's generally like a three mana effect to um, play lands back from your graveyard. So that extra one mana, it's kind of like, do you care enough for that one mana to change it for that second ability? So that's that's the question. But Pretty good card. I I like it personally, and I think it should see some good play. Should should see some good play in, in green decks, especially where lands are very important. Um yeah. anyway, next card. I think this is your pick. Yeah. So for this next card, I wanted to talk about a card that I personally think is probably gonna fall under the radar pretty soon. Um it's Vindict- Vindictive Flamestoker. So it's one red. When you cast a non-creature spell, put an oil counter on Vindictive Flamestroker. And then it has an ability. Six and one red. Sacrifice sacrifice Vindictive Flamestroker. Discard your hand, then draw four cards. This ability costs one less to activate for each oil counter on Vindictive Flamestroker. So, it's a half wheel almost. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually like a super good effect. If you can get that down to three mana, so you're paying four mana, discard your hand, draw four. It's a pretty good rate. Um... What if you can even, like, maybe yeah. even later game, you get it down to, like, two mana? Yeah, then yeah. that's... An- that, that becomes insane. <laughs> that's amazing value. And um, in, like, instant and sorceries, there's a lot, a lot of draw power going on. But uh, I think this probably actually will shine in artifacts because you have more graveyard synergies. You can dump your hand a lot um, in an artifact deck and be able to, like, late in the game, just, boom, hand back. Or pop off turn, you cast, like, six artifacts, boom, hand back. It, it seems kind of like a bounce back... You can play it on turn one. It gets value along the way, draws you hand, makes you actually, if you're playing instant sorceries, if they, maybe it's a counterspell deck, right? And they, uh, you don't have anything really that great to counter. It's like, oh, well, then I can maybe look at a new hand. So, anything else to say? 
Or um, no, I, I I think you covered it all. I think it's a really good card. Yeah, I um, I like it. It's kind of a... I I think it will start to show, and people will be like, oh yeah, this is solid. Yeah. But next card, uh, do you want to read it off? Uh, sure. So it's Zenith Chronicler. So it's two colorless for three one artifact creature, Phyrexian Construct. Whenever a player casts their first multicolored spell each turn, each other player draws a card. Okay, so um, it's it's kind of like helping everyone out at the table in a sense. Because it's whenever any player casts their first multicolor spell, every other player draws the card. So it gives all the other players advantages, and it's not giving the player, even if it's you, um, an advantage. It could be useful for that sense of like kind of almost a politic type of card where it's like, well, oh, you probably shouldn't cast your, you know, or like don't cast your multicolored. And a lot of multicolored cards are really, really good. Yeah. Um. And so it's like, oh, well, then I'm just getting everyone a free card if I cast it. That's three cards that that everyone's getting up one card. I'm basically down a yeah. card. I, in a sense, almost down three cards. Um, so, yeah, it just makes people hesitant to play, like, really good multicolor cards. Look at um, a lot of the really good cards in Magic recently getting printed, and old cards as well. A lot of really good cards are multicolor. Yeah. Um, so any other thoughts on this? Anything that um, I missed? Yeah, so a tip. Um, it's time to shine is monocolored. When you're playing monocolor, yes. you're never, ever, 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 it's not possible really, to play a multicolored spell. No, so you're going to be the one drawing cards. Um, mono white. I, you love it. You're not having much card draw. Here you go. New card draw. It's good. Yeah. Um, mono green. Maybe you don't have as much card draw. I don't know. Green just has a lot of card draw now. But, you know, more cards. Whatever monocolored, really good. If you're playing more monocolored cards in two-color, three-color, whatever, run this. Like, uh, this is a powerful card. It's colorless mana. You're, like, always going to be able to play it. Seems, to me at least, like a really good pick and strong card. And a a lot of commander decks these days are multicolored. A lot of really good commanders... You know, you see some of the top commanders, Prosper, are you know they're they're multicolored commanders. So yeah, if you if you play a strong monocolored commander, this card is great. Yeah, it's a very very good card. Um, for this next card, we're gonna be talking about Mercurial Spell Dancer. So it's a blue and one for a two one Phyrexian Rogue, and it says uh, it cannot be blocked. And when you cast a non creature spell, put an oil counter on it. A lot it, of oil counters. In yeah, this. going it's, on. It's, it's oil counters and oil counters is a new concept, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. And then it also works with Proliferate, very powerful. So when it deals combat damage to a player, which it always will when it attacks, uh, you may remove two oil counters from it. If you do, when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy that spell, you may choose new targets for the copy. That is very good. Yes. That if you are, even if you aren't playing Proliferate, this goes insane with Proliferation. But just, you know, uh... I've cast a counterspell on their turn and an opt. My, uh, comes yeah. back to me, I swing in, copy it, now I copy my lightning bolt. Hey, got oh, another yeah, kill, gosh. and I still have a thing in play. Or then, then it gets another royal counter because you cast the lightning bolt. So if you're casting two non-creature spells around, you're copying incident sorceries every single round. And, and when, when you cast those incident sorceries, you're getting more oil. So it's yeah. just like a loop. It's like a loop, and it's a two-drop. It's yeah. a two-drop. Like, that's really good. This... I don't. I feel like this is not going to be super expensive, but it's going to see a good amount of play. This, I think this is a powerhouse that's going to be like this is going to be an immediate threat you're going to see and you're going to be like kill, kill that. I have to. That's going to get so out of yeah. hand, so much value. Uh, great and spell slinger decks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Um, that that's where you do want to be playing it. Um, and yeah, so I think that's all for this card. I, cool. I do like it. it. It is great. Also, um, the art's pretty nice because it's like mercurial, like mercury. And yeah, it the looks art like, is cool. And it looks like mercury. So. I, I do like the the um card, the art on a lot of these cards. The new planeswalkers that got completed, their art is cool. There is. Even though, uh, uh, at least me and Anson were pretty disappointed on uh, the actual cards themselves not being very good. Yeah. But that's why we're not talking about any of them. Um, you're like we we want we want to be talking about some uh, more powerful, some more powerful and just. You know, more interesting cards like yeah. us. Tanisa, we've only we've seen that before. Yeah, we've seen you know ramp and create X number of tokens and make big fat things and, and kill stuff. Things. We we've seen that on Nisa cards before and, and other cards like that. Yeah, so it's like we, I don't feel like we need to talk about that. Some of these other cards have unique stuff that's going on, but overall, I think the art is super cool on all these cards. Yeah, they did like the Phyrexian touch. You can see yeah. a lot of them little Phyrexian symbol. It's just like I, shout out to the. The people who did these arts, the yeah. artists working at Magic, because, I mean, if you think about it, they're painting or constructing this whole thing yes. on each every card, and they're all so detailed, so. Yeah, it's super cool. It, it is great. Um, fun, anyway. Fun fact related to art, uh, the new Elish Nord has 10 different arts in the set. 10 different. The new one? one card. The Elish Nord has 10 oh. different arts. 10 different. 10. <laughs> That's it's crazy. Long. Yeah. It's kind of um, crazy. Okay, so what's your next card? Um, Our next card is Cap- Capricious. I, I don't know how to say it. Okay. Um... I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, Capricious Hell- Hellraiser. Um, it is three red and three for a Phyrexian dragon. Um, and it's a four four. And uh, it says this spell costs three less to cast if you have nine or more cards in your graveyard. So you're probably going to be wanting to get some cards in your graveyard before you cast this, because um, six mana is a lot. Yeah. It also flying, and then when it uh, <clears throat> and then it also reads. When it enters the battlefield, exile three cards at random from your graveyard. Choose a non-creature, non-land card from among them and copy it. You may cast a copy without paying its mana cost. I picked this card because even though it is cards at random that you're exiling, you could get some good value and you're basically getting to play bombs or whatever cards in your graveyard again, which is really nice. Even though maybe it's a land yeah, that three lands show up. Then you can't play anything. You, you, yeah, like, oof. But, um, you know, most of the times you, you're at least going to hit one thing that's like, oh, I want to play that. Yeah. And it's just giving you extra value. You're getting more stuff. And uh, this... How many times creatures mostly enter the battlefield only once? Yeah. Per game? Unless you're Blink. blink Unless blink. you're playing Blink. But, so, you're, you're going to get it basically an extra card. <laughs> Usually you're gonna get like an extra card, um, basically, for zero mana. So it's like a four four with flying. On average, how much? It's like a three mana probably for a four yeah. four with flying. That'd be like a decent card. And then say you pick a card that's five mana that you're then putting back into the battlefield. You just got up by two mana. Yeah. And you're getting to play the card again. Yeah. So that that's what's insane, and especially if you have a lot of cards in your graveyard. If you're playing like some type of graveyard deck, then let's say it's like. Instead, um, three mana. That becomes even more insane. Like, you're getting mana, basically regaining mana that you spent earlier. Because then it's like flying 4-4. Four, four. You know, mm-hmm. if you play three mana, that's like, oh, that's a common. But then you're getting basically an extra card, and you're gaining mana in a sense from it. Plus, you're getting the, the other card that then, you know, it can do plenty of stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I I think they put the cost three less if you have nine or more cards in your graveyard. Because if you have nine or more cards in your graveyard, you're going to miss so much more often yeah. and hit bad stuff. So if it's three mana, you're actually probably not actually going to get a five mana instant or sorcery. But here, but- you... So if you do have a lot of cards in your graveyard, it's harder to hit. Yeah. Um, because you cannot choose a creature and you cannot choose a land card. So if you hit three creatures or two creatures in a land, then it becomes like, oh. Yeah. So this card is kind of like luck, you know? Yeah. You have to, you want to play it when you probably don't have those nine cards. And that's why they're giving you a little helpful boost. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, but then if you do luck out, if yeah. you do luck out, like I was saying before, then this, this becomes, card becomes good. Yeah. Because then it's like, boom, you have three mana and you just got like a six mana bomb or something. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's value. Yeah. And I think when you play this, when you put this in your deck, you have to think, every single time I get this, the third worst card in my deck, or third worst card in my graveyard, has to be good enough to be worth four mana. Yep. That's how good your graveyard has to be every game. And that's tricky. (laughs) It's really tricky. So I think it probably shines in a blink deck where you can filter your graveyard deck. So down. So Felden is what comes to mind. Other than that, I think it's hard to manage this at a higher power, but... But if you do get lucky, this card could be really explosive. Yeah, it could be very <laughs> explosive if you get lucky. So It's, it's a little bit of it's been a little bit of luck to then get... Which, which in, in Magic, you don't really want to be relying on luck to yeah. win the games, because that chance of that happening and being consistent, you want to be a consistent Magic player. You don't want to be a Magic player that's like, oh, this one card that I, if I draw and I win, that's the only way to win. You know, you don't want to be that type of player. If you want to be a consistent, you know, player that actually wants to win games, you have to be someone who's like, okay, this is, I have multiple ways to win, and <clears throat> I'm not relying on luck for some cards. Yeah, so we are going to wrap this one up with one more card. This is our first uncommon of the two. Woo! Yes. Yeah. Uncommon. I, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It's Drown and Icker. So it's a black and one for a sorcery. Target creature gets minus four, minus four until end of turn, proliferate. That's all it does. But if you're playing counters, planeswalkers, we said proliferate. We, we've talked about proliferate a large yeah. amount, why it's good. It's printed well, a lot in this set. Yeah, um, because there's a lot related to counters, whether it's oils or like uh, uh, poison counters. Oh, yeah. yeah, so to me, this is good. It's sorcery speed, big downside. But it kills indestructible. It kills most stuff you want it to kill for a two mana spell and if the proliferate actually helps you even like a small amount this is definitely worth that two drop slot if you're playing again super friends insane value oh yeah counter stack i mean black is actually becoming a big part of counters now it's really good value so i think it's a pretty cool new two mana removal spell i love that it gets around indestructible yeah you know when they play like a god they play if they're playing like heliwide or something uh yeah Helioid is a 5-5, so it won't kill Helioid. I was about to say. I was like, that doesn't... But I I, I do like, you know, when you're getting minus, minus. Um, yeah. Minus X, minus X. It's, it's just like so much... It's so much better than just destroying a creature because you can actually work around stuff. Um, yeah. It's, and it's nice. It's, it's really nice. And I think it's one of the better uncommons in uh, set. Yeah, it's <laughs> not... It's a, it's a cool uncommon. I, I, yeah, think, I think it's... I think it's cool. It's worth including in your deck and it's a fun it's sort a of card yeah. yeah i think it'll see play if you can access that proliferate and make it work all right yeah. so that is all for the um phyrexia cards but i thought of this idea a couple days ago i was like 
why don't we do a section of the show where I grab me or Anson grab a bunch of r- random magic cards from like either our binder or our bulk or whatever. So I have like 50 magic cards and we're going to pick out one from each randomly and we're just going to talk about the card and we're going to see how it goes. And you let us know um, either by shooting us an email, leaving a review on like Podchaser or um, just in your favorite podcast player and tell us um, how you think if we should continue the um, the little series that we're doing. Uh, I haven't figured out what to call it yet. But um, yeah, so we're just going to each pick out a card from uh, just a bundle of magic cards. So Anson, why don't you go first? Any card? I'm picking out Phyrexian Rager. Oh, I got you. It's a Phyrexian creature. Okay, so it's a black and two for a 2-2 creature Phyrexian whore. When it enters the battlefield, you draw a card and you lose one life. Yay. It's a common from Dominaria from United. So, actually, I kind of like this card a lot because this was very good in when I drafted uh, Dominaria. So, kind of has a special heart good place job. in my heart. Um, but when you're playing this, maybe you play it in Yarok to double the ETB trigger. Maybe you blink. Maybe sacrifice. I don't know what you're doing with this. It's kind of a funny card. Yeah. But... You know, for a common, it's decent. It's pretty decent for a common, yeah. So, anything else to say about this magnificent card, Phyrexian Rager? Yeah, there you go. It, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, fate. Um, we talk about Phyrexia, and then we get a Phyrexian. Yeah. So that that's kind of funny. All right, my turn. Yes. I got Obnixilis Reunited. It is a Planeswalker. It is three um, colorless and two. Black for five loyalty counter planeswalker and its first and its first ability is plus one. Uh, you draw a card and you lose a life. Second ability minus three destroy target creature and uh, third ability minus eight target opponent gets an emblem with whenever a player draws a card you uh, you lose two life. So this card obviously minus eight is good. I don't think it's worth minus eight though because People are going to be losing life, but I think minus eight should be more than yeah. than just, like, you lose two life every time someone draws a card. Minus eight should be, like, either killing someone yeah, it should, or getting close. It should it should be a big deal. Yeah. Um, And I think also with, it's you know, it, it's minus three. It's fine. Yeah. Sure Plus one, you know, it's fine. You draw things, you kill things. But it's five mana. It has no way to protect itself. Nope. It ultimate's not super powerful, so kind of a bad planeswalker. And it comes in a welcome booster. Jeez. Oh, wow. Automatically. Yo, I gotta open that welcome booster now to yeah. get my Obnixilis. But, you know, it's it's a fine card. You know, you mm-hmm. could do it. Play it, I don't know, planeswalkers. It seems it seems fine. Yeah. Um, do what you want with it. So that was that for our section of the show where we pick out a card. Um, and let us know what you think about that uh, new um, feature. New idea. Should we do it at the end of the show? Should we do it in the middle? Um, we're just trying to add something fun and something for us to just kind of, you know, have fun, pick a card, not know what it is, and then read off and talk about it. Um, and yeah, so just let us know if you think we should keep doing that. And yeah, so this brings us to the end of the episode. Um I think it was a great, great episode. We yeah. got a lot said and explained. Um, and yeah, hope you guys pull from and we wish you luck Phyrexia. from Phyrexia. Uh, hope you pull some good cards. Funny. But um, 
that's all. So, yeah. uh, see you guys in the next one. Make sure to uh, go follow us on your favorite podcast player. Get notified whenever a new episode has been released. Um, and also go check out our website at mtgsynergy.com if, uh, to see the latest and every episode. Um, and if you have any questions or you just want to uh, say a comment or anything you noticed, any feedback, you can email us at info at mtgsynergy.com. Um, that's also in links in the show notes. And uh, see you guys. See you guys on the next one. See you guys on the next one.